comes from the gospel, and we are hearing Jesus speak about the Sabbath. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And Jesus said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? David entered the house of God when Abathar was high priest, and David ate the bread of presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and he gave some of it to his companions. <coughs> then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we come to you seeking rest. We come to you seeking justice. We come to be in your presence and to delight in your joy. So be with us now and tell us what we need to hear that we may know the joy of your salvation. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. In the mid-1970s, people in Missouri deeply envied people in Illinois. And the reason I grew up in St. Louis, the reason that we felt that envy most intensely in St. Louis was that just over the river in Illinois, you could shop on Sundays. People in Illinois could go to the shopping mall they could get in their cars on Sunday afternoon and buy shirts at the J.C. Penney's, dresses at Sticks Department Store, or look at albums at Record World. Now, eventually, enough people crossed the river to Illinois from St. Louis that Missouri succumbed to economic progress as the blue laws all faded away. Now, everyone could do and shop whenever we wanted. And this was freedom. This is what our nation was made on, that opportunity to choose when and where we could shop. And now today, we have even more freedom. We can shop online any time of the day or night simply by that one tap shopping on Amazon, which can be really dangerous at late night. We are free to work almost any time, 
to read articles, to download books, to answer emails, to conference call with people on the other side of the world. We have so much freedom. But are we ever free to stop? When I told people that I would be preaching about Sabbath to begin our season of economic justice, the response was uniformly, what does Sabbath have to do with economic justice? It turns out that it has everything to do with economic justice. It started on a mountain with a burning bush. And God saying to Moses, I have heard my people cry. I know that they are suffering under hard labor of slavery in Egypt. I know that the Egyptians treat them cruelly, and I want to set my people free. And God sent Moses to Pharaoh to ask for a work stoppage so that the people could go out into the desert to worship God. And Pharaoh said, you only want to worship because you people are lazy. This is in the Bible, Exodus. You only want to go and worship because you're lazy. And so Pharaoh said to the taskmasters, you shall no longer give the people straw to make their bricks like before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. But you shall require the same amount of bricks. You shall not give them relief. Do not diminish the work. And when the people did not make their quota of bricks, the supervisors were beaten. Well, we know that God brought the people out of slavery through the sea and into freedom and back to the mountain of God. And God said many things on that mountain, including remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. For six days work, for there is happiness in the love of labor. And then stop. Sabbath means stop. Do not make any bricks. Do not gather any straw. Do not engage in the production of anything. Do not participate in the economy. Do not consume relentlessly. Keep this day holy and set apart for joy and play and rest and delight. We go back to the story of creation, where on the seventh day, God finished the work of creation. That's what it says in Genesis. God finished the work of creation. God stopped and God rested. Now, the rabbis looked at this and they said, well, if God finished creation on the seventh day, then God must have still made something on the seventh day. And the rabbis concluded 
that what God created on the seventh day was rest and delight and joy, happiness, peace, tranquility. Sabbath is that seventh day delight. And Sabbath is for everyone. It is the great equalizer. For everyone and everything rests on the Sabbath. Not just the men, not just the landholders, women and their slaves. Even the resident alien, the resident alien among them is to stop. Sabbath became a way of ordering life. One day during the week, and every seven years, there was a Sabbath for the land to let the land life fallow, and the land to be there with what grew up in that seventh year was for poor people to gather and eat and for the animals. And on that seventh year, there was the cancellation of debts, so that this was a way to stop a cycle of poverty. On the Sabbath year, the cancellation of debts meant that those who had borrowed over the last six years would have borrowed from landholders, and they may have not been able to repay their debt and therefore lost their home, lost their land, and eventually, they may have had to sell themselves as slave labor to other people. That was a cycle of homelessness and poverty. And the Sabbath year was meant to break that. And then one time every generation, every 50 years, was a year of jubilee in which not only all debts were canceled, but all land went back to its original owner. No great grand accumulation of wealth, and therefore no systemic poverty. Slaves were free. Everyone could go home, and families could start again. The great rabbi, theologian, Abraham Joshua Heschel says, there is a realm of time where the goal is not to have, but to be, not to own, but to give, not to control, but to share, not to subdue, but to be in accord. We know the ways in which work stoppages have been used to get justice. And this weekend, we might remember Martin Luther King and the sanitation workers' work stoppage as part of the Poor People's Campaign for civil rights and also human rights. 
the Memphis sanitation workers went on strike after two of their brothers were crushed to death in a mechanical malfunction. See, black people who did sanitation were only allowed to get out of the rain by sitting with the garbage in their trucks. The garbage piled up. King was assassinated. And the garbage piled up until finally unions were recognized and there were higher wages and the sanitation workers had the dignity of not sitting with the trash to get out of the rain. To remember the Sabbath is to remember the working poor who have no time to rest, but have many jobs to survive. That concept of keeping Sabbath today just seems impossible. That concept of being part of an economy that is an alternative economy when we carry around phones that are made by people in China with very cheap labor and we carry that around with us and we use that to be on call 24-7. Sabbath today is a form of resistance to that exploitative economy. Sabbath today is a refusal to be swallowed up by an anxious system and living at a frantic pace. Credit card statements are said to be spiritual documents of how we spend our money and what is of value to us. Our calendars also are sacred documents of how we spend our time and what is important to us. I don't do Sabbath well. I cannot say this is how to do it. I try, and I know that we do not stop trying. But as I look at Sabbath, I know that there is not enough time, that there is not enough time ever to do everything we want. Jobs are bigger today than in the past. Someone else used to gather the straw for us, but now we have to gather the straw for ourselves to make our brook bricks and the same amount of bricks or more. There is always more that could be done, maybe more that should be done. There's always one more email that can be answered, or one more book to read, or one more meeting, or one more load of laundry, or one more load of dishes. There's always one more after-school activity that could enrich our children. We have to start with the premise that we do not have time to do all that we want to do. And maybe not all that we need to do. Maybe we need to start with the understanding that we need to do what we need. And that we think about what we need 
in the sufficiency of enough. Sabbath is about setting limits. Limits that keep us from exploitation of ourselves, of our neighbors, exploitation by wanting and wanting and doing and doing and getting and getting. So we have to define and ask ourselves, what is enough work? What is enough rest? What is enough income? What is enough family time? What is enough joy and delight? God does not work 24-7. God rested on the seventh day. We should not work 24-7. And nor should we be proud that we do. How many of us count up the hours that we work and know that we are somehow affirmed because we work so hard? And it becomes this kind of symbol of we are so good because we sacrifice and Jesus sacrificed and therefore we are the martyrs of today and everybody should look at us and know that we are fantastic because, damn it, we work. Excuse me. We work so much. I really am getting into this. What can I say? Not that I ever feel that way myself. Oh, my goodness. One of the first things that we can do to stop and to resist is by being, not being proud of how many hours we work. We should instead be proud of how many hours we rest. Sabbath is not about adding something extra. Sabbath is about crossing things off the to-do list. One family keeps Sabbath by just not shopping on Sundays. Maybe we'll keep a day free of tweets and emails, of Facebook. Abraham Heschel again, said that law, that Sabbath law about not kindling fire, do not kindle any fire in your heart. On the Sabbath, let go of annoyances and anger, even when that annoyance and anger is justified. Our middle schoolers are all in Sunday school, so I can say, what about a Sabbath rest from trauma? Trauma. Drama. 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 And maybe even a better question to ask is what will we do to make a day special? Again, Abraham Joshua Heschel talked about Sabbath as a palace in time. a glorious palace in time where we feast and play and rest. And we can go to that palace in time. And maybe we keep our to-do list for Sabbath. When you have kids, it's things like playing Uno on that Sabbath list. Maybe it's the watching the movie together and eating pizza. 
Nobody cooks. Maybe it's coming to church. At least that's part of it. Maybe it's coming to the concert this afternoon. At least that's part of it. Jesus was criticized for how he kept Sabbath. And he told the Pharisees, Sabbath is a gift not a punishment. Sabbath is an invitation. Sabbath is justice for the poor and the hungry. I live in a neighborhood where there are many Jewish people, and they live in that neighborhood so they can walk to temple. So on Saturdays, I often see families with strollers, walking to temple. And as in Missouri, how we envied the people in Illinois, now I look out the window some Saturdays and I envy those who are taking the time to walk to temple, to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. I'll end by saying, do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with God, remember the Sabbath, and keep it holy. Amen.